Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another Cody's Car Conundrum podcast. Today, we're diving into a car that has a, personally, a dumb name, but it looks rather interesting. And, I mean, unfortunately, it's electric, but its design is its design is so interesting, I don't even care that it's electric. That's how interesting it is. I'm not saying good, I'm just saying interesting. We are talking about the 2023 Cadillac Lyric electric SUV unveiled in production form as it arrives next year, supposedly, for under under $60,000. I don't think I believe that. But Cadillac, try it. Do it. Because we need more semi-affordable electric SUVs. Cadillac is transitioning to an electric-only brand, and that process is underway as the company has unveiled the 2023 Lyric. Previewed by last year's thinly-veiled concept, the production model is the culmination of a century of innovation and the beginning of a great new era. As you can see, the 2023 Lyric closely echoes the concept as it features a black crystal grille with an illuminated emblem, as well as lights that activate in choreographed sequences. The model also has slimline LED headlights and a lightly revised front bumper. So what they mean by slimline LED headlights, what they effectively mean is, yeah, our, our DRL signature is just a horizontal slit and that's it. Like that's, that's it. That's all there is to it. Like the new Grand Cherokee L, like that, but even slimmer. So instead of having like the DRL up top and then some, like some, not bulbs, but some projectors at the bottom. No, it's just the slim part is just the DRL part, but yeah. Proving my point that more and more automakers are going to this of just overly slim, I think, obsess, uh, overly lazy horizontal headlight design that really isn't, it's not interesting enough. It's not interesting enough, and it's, it's just a cheap way out of having to design a headlight, but that's my opinion, so I'll digress. Moving further back, we can see flush-mounted door handles and conventional side mirrors. While the latter is a change from the concept, the production model retains distinctive taillights, which wrap around the side of the vehicle and continue up the rear pillar. The model also comes standard with 20-inch wheels, but 22 inches will be optional. The Lyric measures 196.7 inches or 4,996 millimeters long, 77.8 inches or 1,977 millimeters uh, wide, and 63.9 inches or 1,623 millimeters tall, with a wheelbase that spans 121.8 inches, or 3,094 millimeters. This means it's 1.8 inches or 46 millimeters shorter than the XT6, but offers a 9.1 inch or 231 millimeter longer wheelbase. There's a 33 inch, 33 inch skateboard sized digital screen inside. Cadillac interiors have left something to be desired. Really? I mean, maybe in recent years, but not, not since at least 2018. Anything after that, I feel, I feel has been pretty good for Cadillac. Certainly for like GM standards. But the 2021 Escalade showed what the company was capable of. And the lyric builds on that by featuring a cabin worthy of the rest of the wreathless crest. I forgot that went wreathless a long time ago. Drivers sit behind an all-new steering wheel and find themselves looking at a freestanding display which spans 33 inches or 838 millimeters. Unlike in the Escalade, this display appears continuous. And Cadillac noted it can never, no, noted it can show over 1 billion colors. That is a nice display. Elsewhere, we can see a floating center console and slender air vents. 
The model also has a laser etched wood and metal trim, as well as a 19 speaker AKG studio system. Cadillac also said drivers will find digital key technology and a next generation active noise cancellation system. Besides featuring upscale design, the cabin is spacious as there's 39.6 inches or 1,006 millimeters of rear seat legroom. The model also has a cargo capacity of 28 cubic feet or 793 liters, but that can be expanded to 60.8 cubic feet or 1,723 liters by folding the rear seats down. The spec sheet includes a 340 horsepower electric motor and over 300 miles of range. At launch, the Lyric will feature a 100 kilowatt hour lithium ion battery pack and a rear mounted electric motor that produces an estimated 340 horsepower or 254 kilowatts or 354 PS, no, 345 PS, and 325 pound feet of torque or 440 newton meters of torque. Cadillac didn't say how fast the crossover will be, but noted it should be able to travel more than 300 miles or 483 kilometers on a single charge. When it comes time to recharge, owners will be thankful for the Lyric's 190 kilowatt DC fast charging capability. It enables the crossover to get up to 76 miles per hour or 122 kilometers of range in 10 minutes and up to 195 miles or 314 kilometers in half an hour. However, most charging is done at home and this is where a 19.2 kilowatt charging module shines as it can deliver up to 52 miles or 84 kilometers of, of range per hour. Owners can also use an 11.5 kilowatt charger that, and this delivers approximately 31 miles or 50 kilometers of range per hour. With a 120 volt outlet, that, jo that drops to 3.5 miles or 5.6 kilometers per hour, which sucks. That is, that is trash. I'm sorry. That is awful. So basically the advice here is do not charge this thing with a 120 volt outlet. You will not have anywhere near enough range by the morning, especially if you have a, shall we say, condensed sleep schedule. Rear-wheel drive only for now, but all-wheel drive versions will follow. While the Lyric will be rear-wheel drive only at launch, Cadillac officials confirmed additional variants are on the horizon. They didn't go into specifics, but said we can expect all-wheel drive and all-wheel drive performance models in the future. Speaking of performance, the Lyric will offer one-pedal driving as well as variable regen on-demand technology. The latter allows drivers to use a pressure-sensitive paddle on the steering wheel to control how quickly the vehicle slows down or comes to a stop. The model will also be offered with the Super Cruise semi-autonomous driving system, which allows for hands-free operation on more than 200,000 miles or 321,869 kilometers of roadway in the United States and Canada. Prices starting from $59,590, while deliveries will be happening next year. Cadillac will begin accepting reservations in September, and pricing will begin at $59,990. The Lyric will be built in Spring Hill, Tennessee, and deliveries are slated to begin in the first half of 2022. It will be followed by an assortment of other electric vehicles as Cadillac is set to phase out internal combustion engines by 2030. While a number of people will, will be sad to see them go, <laughs> me included, Cadillac's next EV will be the Celestique, or the Cel Celestic? Cel Celestique, I think it is, and it's certainly something to look forward to. Moving over to Road and Track for some additional information though, the company even promises a near 50-50 weight distribution. Near 50-50, like that's not bad for a crossover. That might make it semi-fun to drive. I mean, especially with the instant torque. That'll, that'll definitely be fun off the line, but that's not bad. I like the sound of that. Outside of that, though, Cadillac promises the Lyric will be packed to the brim with the latest tech, including advanced battery monitoring systems, the latest version of the company's quote-unquote super cruise, 
assisted driving system, remote parking, and a dual-plane augmented reality enhanced heads-up display that shows things like speed, direction, and navigation prompts. We're not done yet with the heavy information though, as apparently the Lyric doesn't have a front, despite being electric. Thankfully, Cadillac explains why though, so let, let's hear their explanation and see if it's a good explanation or if it's stupid. Like, it's either gonna be a good reason or a bad reason. There's, or a, a, a semi-good, semi-bad reason. Like, there's very, I think there's very little in between here. Frunks have become commonplace on many electric vehicles. Not all of them, though, as EVs like the VW ID4 and Cadillac Lyric don't have one. Now Cadillac has provided a reason why the Lyric doesn't have any storage space under the hood. During a recent interview with Cadillac Society, Lyric Chief Engineer Jamie Brewer, hopefully I got that right, said the team behind the EV prioritized rear cargo space rather than creating a handful of different cargo areas. According to Brewer, this has allowed the car manufacturer to give the Lyric the largest cargo volume in its competitive set. Lyric is aimed at customers that are looking for a luxury SUV with outstanding styling, ride, and handling, and seamlessly integrated technology. Cadillac spokesperson Kate Minter, hopefully I got that right, added, In this instance, we're looking at vehicles such as the Audi e-tron and the Jaguar I-Pace. With the second row in place, the Cadillac Lyric has 28 cubic feet of, of cargo capacity. That is slightly less than the 28.5 cubic feet offered by the Audi e-tron, but more than the 25.3 cubic feet of the Jaguar I-Pace. The Lyric has an advantage over both of its rivals, with the second row folded down, providing 60.8 cubic feet of cargo space compared to the 56.5 of the e-tron and the 51 of the I-Pace. The e-tron's front provides an extra... Did I say that right? The e-tron's frunk provides an extra 2.12 cubic feet of space, while the i-pace's frunk has 0.95 cubic feet of space, so not that much. So, the Lyric beats the Jag and is slightly behind the Audi. Guess a frunk wouldn't make much of a difference either way, would it? But wait, that's not all. We still have one more article to go through before I talk about how I think it looks. Cadillac Lyric reservations open September 18th, and I think that's this year. Model starts at $58,795, so hey, it looks like they did it. Cadillac's electric revolution will start next month as the brand will begin accepting reservations for the 2023 Lyric on September 18th at 4 p.m. EDT. Priced from $58,795, the electric crossover is based on the Ultium platform and will have a 100 kilowatt hour battery pack that is slated to enable the model to travel more than 300 miles or 483 kilometers on a single charge. Cadillac went on to say the average XT5 owner only travels 40 miles or 64 kilometers a day, so the Lyric has more than enough range for their needs. Speaking of range, a standard 120-volt outlet can deliver approximately 3.5 miles or 5.6 kilometers of range for every hour of charging. That increases to 52 miles or 84 kilometers per hour with a professionally installed 24-volt 19.2 kilowatt AC slash 100A dedicated charging station. Away from home, owners can make the most of the lyrics. Okay, actually, I just realized we already talked about all this stuff, so let's go down to the bottom here. The lyric will go into production in the first quarter of 2022, and deliveries are slated for the first half of next year. Alrighty, so we have the hard stats and information out of the way, so now it is time for the subjective part of every new or of most new car podcast episodes where I talk about the design of new cars and you know, I'm not a I'm not a big GM guy. Like if I had to if I had to categorize of the three which which of the brands I like the most, it would be all Mopar, Ford, and then GM. And GM in a far third, like not even close. Ford I like a fair bit. 
Mopar up top because, you know, Mopar, no car. But I'm liking the lyric, actually. I mean, there's there's one thing that is atrocious about it. But most of the design, I think, is actually really, really nice. The big grill, you know, a lot of people are complaining about big grills. And I, I think I'm one of them, actually. I've, I've been one of the people complaining about big grills. But this is one this is one big grill I actually quite like. Maybe it's because of the grill insert with the lights combined. So it's got this, it, it, this weird, like... Uh, harp effect because it just has a bunch of strings but it's sort of like the grill is kind of the face of the car with the with the lights well the lights doesn't they don't really add a face if anything that's a mouth but yeah there's not that much of a face but this is one big grill design i like purely because they kind of let the grill just be its own thing they didn't try to like warp a face around the big grill they just let it be its thing and perhaps you could say that Part of that opinion is due to the very, very, very slim DRLs that pretty much don't exist unless you're looking at it in direct sunlight. But I still would rather we have, you know, actual, uh, an actual, like, eyes rather than these paper cuts they're calling headlights. But, so if I had to sum up how, for those who, because this is a podcast, obviously, it's radio. You know the new Hyundai Tucson, like the 2022 Hyundai Tucson, and how they have those very thick headlights and how the headlights are in incorporated into the grill? So imagine that times two with little headlight with little light with little lights that are about the size of maybe a really thick guitar string. And you have a re you have a pretty good idea of what it looks like. With a with a big Cadillac grill with the wreathless logo. That's in essence, what it looks like. And I've actually seen a handful of new Tucsons in the real world. And I like, I kind of like the face. It's it's not traditional car design, so I don't like it from that standpoint. But it's also really, really unique. Like, you couldn't get more unique. So, you'll know it's a new Tucson the instant you see it. Even just down the road. So, I do quite enjoy it from that perspective. I think it's a very, very, a very well-executed design from that standpoint. And I think the new Lyric kind of pulls off the same trick again, even even though it has a big grill and the lights kind of outline the actual grill portion, even though there's no grill except for the lower grill. Yeah, there's no, the upper grill is not functional. It's just lights and some guitar string-like texturing. And then below, you actually have an opening. You have the mouth, as I would call it. But yeah, again, I I think it's good. I think it works for this car because the face is fairly minimal. So the grill is... I say the face is pretty minimal because you have the new Cadillac Escalade and that's a pretty minimal face and it doesn't work. But I guess the difference here is that this grill is more wide than it is tall. Whereas on the Escalade, it is both very wide and very tall and that's why it doesn't work. So this grill works, even though it's massive, because it's not that tall. It's not obscenely tall. It's just fairly wide. So that's why it works. That's why it works for me at the very least. But yeah, I still, again, I maintain I would like to see some actual headlights rather than, did I say paper clips? I meant paper cuts rather than these paper cuts for headlights. Because again, it's just, it's a tiny little slit. It really is. It, it's, you could put your finger in it, but that's about it. It's, if you didn't know better, you would mistake it for a panel gap. That's how thin it is. I mean, for a panel gap, it'd be huge. For, but for a space for headlights, it's tiny, really really tiny and so again there's just no eyes to me it's a semi-emotionless vehicle i mean it's it's like when you wake up in the morning and then you walk outside and you have to squint it the squinting is insane with this vehicle and that's kind of its only emotion is 
squinting electric car. And I'm not a fan of that. It's just, it, there's not that much emotion there. It's not that emotive, but yeah. So this, this big grill for Cadillac works for me because it's not that tall. The rest of the face I like as well. The only, the only thing I can see here that I'm not a fan of is how they have these fake side vents. Yeah, they have these fake side vents because they pinched. I say they pinched, but they've taken the body and kind of wrapped it around towards the front just a little bit. Sort of like how Lexus does it, but not in that shape, not exactly. But yeah, they've kind of pulled a Lexus here and then a little further inward towards your, where you're almost at the front, like the corners of the front bumper. You have these, well, Cadillac style, Cadillac style air vents like you'd see on a CTS or maybe a, maybe an XT5. And then you have vents, but again, they're fake. And I'm, I'm just of the opinion, like if they're fake, what's the point? Like maybe you could have just added more lights there or... I don't know, made them functional somehow. I, again, I just don't, I don't understand the point. I, I'm not a fan of fake air vents. Those always make me mad. Like, you know how the Challenger has, a, what they call those Ram Air, those Ram Air scoops on like 5.7 RT Challengers. And those were fake. That I would make functional because that, that I'm not a fan of. That makes me just that little bit mad because I get it's supposed to look cool and not absolutely everything has to be functional, but for a performance car like that, I, I really don't see the point in having fake air vents like that if they're, you know, fake. What, what's the point? Like, just make them functional. You might even get a little bit more horsepower. Like, bruh. Moving outside of that ramp, though, let me see if I can find some other exterior photos. I'm not seeing that many photos. So, the face I like, I'd give that about a, I think a 6.5 out of 10. It's, there's no emotion to it for me. And I wish there was. It's just a squinting Cadillac for the most part. So I wish there was a little bit more, more emotion, more human emotion there. But credit where credit is due. This big Cadillac grill works for me. It works for me big time. It's not the worst grill Cadillac has instituted on a vehicle in a while. So anywhere between like 6.7 to, no, 6.5 to maybe 6.7 or 6.8. It just needs more emotion. It's too squinty. Even though squinty is not really a word. Now, moving to the back. Moving to the back, here is the biggest issue, in my opinion, with the new Cadillac Lyric. Rear visibility, it looks like it's challenged for rear visibility. And you want to know why? So I, a long time ago, I used to read All Par a lot. On, I used to be on those forums a lot. And something, a good handful of those members always noted, something a good handful of those members always talked about when it came to, I mean, yeah, mostly when it came to crossovers, is how the D-pillar was always ridiculously sloped to make it look sporty, sort of like a BMW X6, and how that impedes greatly on rear cargo space because the glass just cuts in aggressively to the cargo area. So that kind of defeats the purpose of having an SUV because you don't get that, you don't get that vertical space. So then you might as well just have a station wagon. And the Cadillac Lyric might be the worst offender of having a ridiculously raked rear roof line and rear window it's it's atrocious like it looks kind of good visually i think it looks odd but to some people it might look really cool visually because like wow that's a really sporty roof line and yeah it is but the byproduct of that is as those all power members noted you have less cargo space because you're going to hit the glass way sooner than you would in a traditionally roof line vehicle like a Grand Cherokee, the Grand Cherokee L, the Dodge Durango, a normal, a normal Land Rover, for example, right? 
you're gonna hit you're gonna hit your cargo limit way sooner, and so that kind of defeats the purpose of getting a vehicle like this as opposed to getting you know a station wagon, or maybe like hell even normal hatchbacks aren't doing this to the same degree as crossovers are, and so that's a real shame. But that's not even that's not even the worst part. Okay, impeded cargo space isn't even the worst bit. You want to know what the worst bit is? The D pillar. This D pillar is so thick. It is so thick, it would make Lizzo jealous. And you want to know why that's bad? It impedes on visibility. How are you supposed to see, how are you supposed to do a shoulder check? Or hell, how are you even supposed to look, to the, no, not a shoulder check looking over your left shoulder, but a shoulder check looking over your right shoulder. How are you supposed to check that when this pillar here is thicker? Oh my lord. It's thicker than, I don't know, a central divider on a highway? Like, what in the mess? And I'm still looking for a good photo for this thing, for, the, for this design element, and I can't really find one that I like. Oh, that, there's one. What, Cadillac? Bro, this is why you have to add a bunch of safety features to your cars. You're destroying visibility. You are eviscerating it with this kind of roofline and the thickness of that pillar. That's ridiculous. Like, it's a full foot long. The pillar is a foot long. It's a foot thick. Not in terms of width, but in length. How is anyone supposed to see out of this thing? And God forbid someone gets this car and they're trying to learn how to park it. Especially parallel park. I mean, you have a backup camera, but still, there are going to be sensible people that still like looking out the back. What are you going to be able to look at? Nothing. Because it's just pillar. Let me put this into perspective for you guys. Remember how the 1968 Dodge Charger had flying buttresses? Okay, imagine if the Cadillac Lyric had a windshield like that where it had the flying buttresses. That's how prominent the D-pillar is on this vehicle. It would have legitimate flying buttresses like the 1968 Charger if the windshield didn't meet the base of the tailgate properly. Yeah, this car pretty much has massive flying buttresses and it and it it destroys your vision if you're looking that if you're looking that far back in your blind spot for a vehicle. I mean that that pillar is your blind spot now for the most part. Rear visibility for that portion of the car has been ruined, decimated, obliterated and it's all thanks to that pillar. Yuck. That's just it's sad. It really is because it it's overdone. Why, why did you need to rake the windshield that much? Why did you need to... Why did you need to block so much of your visibility towards the rear? Or why did Cadillac need to? I, I get that it's supposed to look stylish and all, but... With the current roofline, it honestly just looks like the car continues for about a foot too long. Because it has a, it has a similar roofline to the Rolls-Royce Cullinan, just with the quarter window raked slightly more aggressively. But it looks like it continues for a foot too long... And they decided to fill it in, not with a window, not to help visibility, but with a taillight that wraps around to the corner. Sort of like Volvo, but a little bit more, a little bit more uniquely to that, I guess? Yeah, no, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. The visibility is atrocious, or is going to be atrocious. But at the very least, the interior is very, very nice. The dashboard, the upper, lower dashboard is gorgeous. You have this wraparound silver trim that goes around pretty much everything, as far as I can see. You have... This door panel here where you have your seat, your seat controls, so the lower seat, the 
the upper seat so you can recline it. I imagine you can scoot the seat forward and back. You have a speaker. I don't know if it's on the upper door panel, like near the, the windowsill, but it's this, it's this interesting, I think it's a triangle pattern. Yeah, it's a triangle pattern that's illuminated. Very, very interesting. This gorgeous, I think, ambient blue lighting that surrounds the cabin almost, almost looks like, I think, BMW iCar colored? Like how they have on the BMW i8, you know how on the grill it has that, I think that blue tint around the kidneys. It's a very similar hue to that. The ambient lighting is in the new Lyric. Some of the ambient lighting at the very least. I like the rotary gear dial. It's almost, it looks like it's completely glass. It's almost, it almost looks like it's a jewel actually, which is gorgeous. That's a very high quality touch, a very gorgeous, expensive touch. Uh, I like, I do like the skateboard. I say, do I like the skateboard? infotainment engaged cluster i kind of do actually because again it's not idiotically tall so it sits right around the dash line so it's not sticking up above where you can see it just looking where you can see it even if you're looking in through the car as a pedestrian it sits at it would appear right around the dash line so it doesn't stick out like a tacked on tablet so that's very very nice the the actual dash design itself from what i'm seeing here What's interesting is it looks to be kind of minivan inspired because you know how with minivans, they don't have that lower center center console. So you have this very open air experience and you can reach everywhere and there's a lot of, there's a lot of airiness in the cabin. So you can see everything that's going on. Cadillac seems to have gone for a similar, for a similar design, design trait as far as the lower center console and its relationship to the lower dash, except for the fact that there is a lower center console. It just doesn't connect to the rest of the dash structure. So you have this open space in between in between the lower center console and then the rest of the dash. So again, it invokes to me a kind of a minivan. It invokes the impression of a minivan without going full minivan, with having, again, a completely open front passenger, front passenger and driver uh, section of the car, section of the vehicle, passenger area, whatever you want to call it. So that's that's kind of interesting. That's a that's a different touch touch, and it also seems to float for a little bit, and then it connects. It's sort of like a bridge where you have the base on one side of a hill, and then it, and then the pillar, the pillar, goes away in this arch until it connects to a bridge. It sort of looks like that. I like it. I like that's a that's a interesting free floating touch. Again, it's very very open. Maybe not not as open and airy as a minivan. It doesn't have that kind of openness, but because the center console is separate from the lower dash, it does invoke some some of that visual appeal. It does invoke some of, it does invoke to an extent the impression of a minivan, even though it isn't a minivan at all. Yeah, you know, this interior, this interior, this is like nine out of 10. I'm maybe eight out of 10. Let's, no, nine out of 10. I like it a lot. This is a gorgeous interior. This is Cadillac's best interior yet, if you ask me. Very, very nice. Love the wreathless logo though on the steering wheel. That's mostly mostly because I say wreathless. That's not what I love about it. What I love is the shape of the airbag cover. It's not circular and small, but it seems fairly modest. It seems fairly modest, and I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, Cadillac, nine out of ten. Really, really attractive interior. Seatback, yeah, yeah. You know, this is a this is a good interior. It's it maybe it's a bit minimalist for my liking, but perhaps. Perhaps I feel that way just because I'm not used to seeing, I'm not used to seeing kind of everything in one area on the dash. Because again, you have that skateboard length gauge cluster and infotainment combination. You have a few HVAC functions below. It's not, 
the the center of the dash doesn't have that many buttons, so it is actually a bit minimalist. Yeah, it is actually a little bit minimalist. I, it, this might not be everyone might not agree with me, but I actually would have preferred to see a little bit more buttons, just a little bit more going on there. But they seem to have added a few more buttons to the steering wheel to keep it off the center of the dash. So can I get a steering wheel photo? Yeah, bit of a bit of a chunky horizontal spoke there, but well, spokes because it's two sides. But yeah, overall, I like it. I think I'll give this car. I think a 7.4 out of 10, primarily because of that interior. That is the that is the selling feature for me of this car by a country mile. And I'm sure most of you say, well, Cody, you always give cars a 7. You always give them, you know, there's, there's very few cars that you genuinely, genuinely dislike. And yeah, there's very few cars I genuinely dislike. There, most cars I, I, I have a base level of appreciation for, and that's why, that's why there's a 7. Sit, that, or that's why I, I very regularly give cars a seven. It's like I like it. Like I wouldn't hate to see it down the road. Cars I would hate to see down the road. I can't think of any right now, and I'm not going to spend like the next ten minutes trying to figure it out. So anyway, what do you guys think of the new Cadillac Lyric? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you agree with me that the pillar is stupidly long and destroys a good portion of the rear visibility? Hey, let me know in the comments below if you agree with me, if you disagree, if you moderately agree, if you moderately disagree. In any case, though, I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please make sure to like, share, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications. That way you are notified every time I upload. I will see you all next time. I hope you enjoyed. Before we end, I want to inform you all that you can now monetarily support this podcast and indeed the entirety of Cody's Car Conundrum with Kofi. Uh, well, it might be coffee, but it's spelled K-O-F-I, and that's weird, so I say it Kofi. In any case, Kofi is an alternative to Patreon where, beautifully and as God intended, you, the supporters, don't have to pay a fee, like on Patreon, to support my work. So if you like what I do and want to see me cover slash talk about slash make a video regarding something specific or want me to branch out into other areas of car culture, then head on over to ko-fi.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum where you can make a minimum donation of $5 towards me and the brand. In return, you'll be helping me afford new equipment, afford upgrades to my existing tools, you'll receive polls asking what topic you want me to dive into next, You'll get to see voted and non-voted content before public release, various forms of recognition for your support, and the ability to vote on merch designs you'd like to see on the Teespring store. And now it's time to close. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.